Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that paints the broad strokes of history, one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're looking at the story behind one of the most acclaimed portraits of the 17th century, and how it became one of the most abused paintings in the world. The day was September 14th, 1975. Rembrandt von Rhein's The Night Watch was vandalized while on display at the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam. The man behind the attack was an unemployed schoolteacher named William de Rijk. Using a butter knife and allegedly acting on orders from God, de Rijk sliced dozens of jagged lines into the canvas before being subdued by museum guards. Sadly, and strangely, that wasn't the first or the last time the Night Watch came under attack. Rembrandt's The Night Watch is considered one of the high points of a career that spanned more than 600 paintings. It's also held up as perhaps the greatest portrait of the Dutch Golden Age, a period from 1588 to 1672, in which the trade, science, and art of the Netherlands were renowned throughout Europe. Completed in 1642, the Night Watch depicts a gathering of civic guards or militiamen as they set out to keep watch over Amsterdam. Not only is the Night Watch Rembrandt's most famous painting, it's also his biggest, spanning just about 12 feet tall and 14 feet wide. 
The colossal work was commissioned by the subjects of the paintings, the civic guards of the Dutch capital, a group known as the Cloveniers. They wanted a series of portraits to hang in their meeting hall, and Rembrandt was one of several artists hired to produce the artwork. According to the Rijksmuseum, Rembrandt was paid 1,600 guilders for his painting, which, for reference, was more than five times the annual salary of an outdoor laborer. In exchange for this small fortune, the artist delivered one of the standout portraits of the entire 17th century. He didn't play it safe, either. In fact, he actually deviated from what was expected in a couple different ways. First, Rembrandt staged the painting in an unusual way. While numerous military officials had been painted in group portraits before, they'd always been portrayed as static, like someone posing for a picture. Rembrandt tossed out that convention in favor of showing the guards in apparent motion, as if they were marching through the city, out of the canvas, and towards the viewer. In other words, he staged the portrait as if it were a historical painting, making it seem like a portrayal of some important event instead of just a bunch of guys standing still. But the Night Watch also stands out from other art of the era due to its dramatic use of color, and in particular, its contrasting use of light and shadow. For example, in the foreground of the painting, we see the captain of the guard, in dark-colored clothing, standing next to his lieutenant, who's wearing bright gold clothing. That motif continues in the crowd of figures that stand behind them. The dark-toned background is broken up by the light-colored faces and highlighted forms of the other civic guardsmen. And to add even more contrasting shades of light to the scene, Rembrandt included a glowing blonde-haired child dressed in golden robes just to the left of the captain. To be clear, this young girl was not a real member of the Cloveniers. Instead, she was included as a kind of symbolic mascot for the group. Despite these unconventional touches, the guardsmen were reportedly quite happy with the portrait and displayed it in their hall as intended. But speaking of light and shadow, the painting's title is actually a misnomer. In fact, it was originally called The Shooting Company of Captain Franz Bonning Koch, and it went by other similarly unwieldy names as well. Over time, though, the painting's dark background earned it the name that stuck, The Night Watch. But as I said, that title isn't really accurate. In the 1940s, the canvas underwent a thorough cleaning, at which point it was realized that the painting was actually set in the daytime. The dark background wasn't the night sky at all. It was just varnish that had turned dark with age and grime. Still, old habits die hard, so even after the varnish was removed, the famous name stayed put. In an interesting twist, the dirty varnish that had confused viewers for centuries actually helped protect the painting when it was attacked for the first time. The event occurred in early 1911, when a Navy cook who was down on his luck decided to vent his frustrations by disfiguring a beloved work of art. Thankfully, the cook wasn't able to cause much damage as he couldn't get his knife through the painting's thick coat of varnish. It was a lucky break for art lovers. But since the varnish was later removed in the 1940s, the painting was more susceptible to damage during the second knife attack on September 14, 1975. On that occasion, it was out-of-work schoolmaster William de Rijk who was feeling frustrated. He had tried to slash the painting the day before, 
but wound up being turned away because he'd arrived at the museum after closing time. Annoyed but undeterred, De Rijk returned to the museum the following afternoon. He walked directly to the large chamber where the night watch hangs and proceeded to slash at the lower center section of the enormous canvas. A guard grabbed him by the arm to make him stop, but De Rijk shook him off and kept right on slashing. He was eventually wrestled to the ground with the aid of two bystanders and fellow guards who had rushed over from other rooms. As they waited for police to arrive, De Rijk tried to explain his actions, claiming he'd been sent to the museum on a divine mission and that he, quote, did it for the Lord. It was later revealed that the 38-year-old former teacher had a history of mental illness and that he truly believed he'd been ordered by God to destroy the painting. Under this compulsion, De Rijk traveled to the city from his village 30 miles west of Amsterdam and then stole a butter knife from the downtown restaurant where he'd gotten lunch. After his capture, De Rijk was diagnosed with a mental disorder and committed to a psychiatric hospital. Less than a year later, he died there by his own hand. Although De Rijk had attacked the Night Watch with a relatively blunt knife, he still managed to do extensive damage to the painting. He had struck in more than a dozen places, with some of the cuts stretching more than two feet long. And in the center section, a 12 by 2.5 inch piece of canvas had been completely torn off. It took six months to restore the massive painting, and even then, traces of the cuts were still visible. From that point on, the night watch was put under permanent guard, day and night. However, even that wasn't enough to deter would-be attackers. In April of 1990, the hapless painting was defaced again this time by being sprayed with a concentrated dose of sulfuric acid. If you're keeping track, that was the third and thankfully final time the Night Watch was attacked, in the 20th century at least. Once again, the painting underwent a lengthy restoration process, and once again, the damage was mostly undone. The current main building of the Rijksmuseum opened on July 13, 1885, since then, the Night Watch has been one of the biggest draws of the museum's already impressive collection. Prior to COVID-19, more than 2 million visitors came to see it each year. It's basically required viewing for every school kid in the Netherlands, for local Amsterdamers, and of course, for tourists. And while clearly not everyone is a fan of what they see, the majority can't help but marvel at the painting's use of contrast, its composition, its sense of motion, and its sheer size. From any angle, Rembrandt's The Night Watch continues to impress and captivate viewers nearly four centuries after its creation, even if the painting itself is a little worse for wear. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about art history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can send your feedback directly to me at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.
Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits... LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.